Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us to listen to this message. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening from, we trust that you'll be equipped, envisioned and encouraged as you listen today. just got used to this. I think God have the same accent, so <laughs> you never know. There was this uh, guy, he was just finished his um, three-year-old Bible school, and he was going to lead a local church, so he was going to be a pastor, local church, and uh, so he made this decision. He said, well, I want to meet, I want to meet every individual in the church, every member in the church, so he decided to go and to, to see them where they lived, you know, and, uh, and he did well. He was uh, working really hard, but every evening he was meeting at least one person who was a member of the church, which is great. But then one day he came to a house, and it was dark. But he was, he just, he was so sure there was somebody inside. So he was knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking. But then he had, nobody opened up. So what he find? He find his, uh, you say, visit card? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And on that wizard card, there was a, a scripture from the Bible, um, Revelation 3.20. Um, and then he took the wizard card and he put it under the door. Under, under the door. Following Sunday in a, in a meeting, uh, when people came and they gave the tithing and the offerings, uh, and the pastor afterwards, so in, in that um, um, basket, he found the same card. But no, it was written with, with, with a pen on the backside, uh, Genesis um, 3.10. So Revelation 3.20, that this guy took under the door, was this. Look, I stand at the door, I knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. But the handwritten scripture from Genesis 3.10 was, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. <laughs> I was afraid I was naked. <laughs> Brilliant. That was good. And you thought I was going to tell the story about the dog. But since you're asking me, I have to tell it, you know. <laughs> but I was in Poland a couple of weeks ago with the church leaders. And one lady told me this story, a true story, about her sister. Some of you heard this before, but... <laughs> Uh, I'll tell it again, because some of you have never heard it. How many of you have never heard a story about the dog? Oh, I have to tell it here. I will tell it again. So, um, so one couple called the sister and said, we are going away for the weekend. Can you please uh, take care of the dog? And she said, yes, I can do that. I can even stay in your flat if you want to. So she did. But during the weekend, the dog died. The, dead, the dog died. The dog died. <laughs> My accent, yeah. <laughs> So the dog died, and she was, what should I do? And he had to call a couple, and she said, I'm so sorry, but the dog died, and I don't know what to do. And the couple was so sorry, because, but they said, well, it was not a big surprise, because he has been ill. But, but what should I do? Well, if you can take the dog to the veterinary, he can take care of the dog. And she said, okay. But then suddenly realized the dog was big, <laughs> not small. 
and she just wonder, oh, she'll attach this big dog to the veterinary. But then she finds a suitcase, a big suitcase with wheels on. So she put the dog in a suitcase, and then she started to walk to the veterinary. But then it was okay as long as it was flat. But suddenly there were some long stairs. And she started to pull, and it was so heavy. It was a big dog. So he, she was pulling and pulling and pulling. But then a guy came and said, do you want help? Do you need help? And she said, please, thank you. So this guy started to pull this, but even for him, for him it was heavy. So then, after a while, he said, so what's in this suitcase? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is some music equipment. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. So he just continued to pull. But this is what happened when he was on the top of the stairs with the suitcase. He just went away with it. <laughs> And she got rid of the dog. <laughs> oh, man. Don't steal music equipment. Oh, man. I, do, I, just, I don't hope he took the suitcase and just put it under a bed for a week. Just to, <laughs> for things to settle. You know? yeah. But it has been uh, really good to be with you. Uh, I came Monday, and, and this week has been a really good week. And a lot of good things is happening. But for me, you know, when, when Paul was traveling around um, to, to see churches, he was looking after one thing. It, it was if he could see the grace of God in the church. And uh, I was there last time, I think it was in October 9, 2014. And um, I've always been blessed when I've been here. But I have to be honest with you, and I'm always honest, you know. So if, if that guy was asked me what was in the suitcase, I would have said, told him it was a dead dog. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, but I think it was. But, but the thing is, I can see the grace of God in the church. I can see the grace of God uh, working amongst you. And for me, that is a great blessing. And... Um, and also to see how many of you who are building relationship with people out there, who is reaching out, who, who are serving, who are reaching out and who are moving in the Holy Spirit. It's a great blessing. Uh, and I want you, when, when God looks at the church, he sees a much bigger church than you see. Or maybe some of you see a bigger church. But God can see all those that he is going to lead into this body of Christ, this body here that it will just during the next year and the following year, you will see a breakthrough when it comes to a multiplication. And this is the word from God to you as a church. There will be a season where you will see things being multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. And I'm not just sharing this because I want to share something positive. I'm sharing a word from God. Amen? So if you believe that, receive that. And you will be part of that. Amen? Uh, I got saved in 1983, and uh, just before uh, I got saved, I, I met this person, um, and uh, I probably met him many times, but I just met him just before I received Christ, um, and when I got saved in 1983, in, uh, in October, um, I met this person again. And that person, for me, was the most important person. He became my mentor. 
because I grew up and I didn't have much understanding about what it is to, to live a Christian life and to live with Jesus and to, to read the word and to, and to pray and to, you know, there were so many things I didn't know. Um, but I met that person and, and he changed my life. He, he was my mentor and he's, he is still my mentor. He is the person that is closer to me than my own wife. And that person is the Holy Spirit. Because when I got saved, he was there. And he opened my heart so that I could see what Jesus had done for me on the cross. Before that, I tried so hard, I can tell you. I, I had this spiritual longing, but that longing took me in, into all kind of bad stuff. I, I, I came into a dark place. And on the end, I was thinking of just to, to do an end to everything. But there was this person, the Holy Spirit that did something inside of me. There was a, there was a longing inside of me. There was, a, there was somebody in there that started to draw me to Christ. And every time I heard the name of Jesus, there was something happening to me. And, and the person, the Holy Spirit, is Jesus in you. And, uh, and I just want to talk today about a person, uh, about the Holy Spirit. And I'm saying that I know everything about him because that would take my lifetime. Uh, and more than that, but we are going to live forever, so, so maybe. But I know, I know something about him. And I'm saying he is the one that connects heaven and earth. We are singing, and we say we're living under an open heaven, and there has been words from God that, that, um, that there is an open heaven. But it is the Holy Spirit that will do that in you so that you can live with that revelation that you are living under an open heaven. Because if you don't have a revelation about that, it's hard to live and understand that you, are, you have an open heaven over you and what that means. Amen? But the Holy Spirit, for me, I learned very early in my Christian life that I could have, and he wanted me to build a strong relationship with him. And as, as a friend, I started to talk to him. I, I could use my own language. I, I, can, I could be myself. Uh, I didn't need to change the way I was talking to him. But I was just asking a lot of questions. And, and you would be uh, loved when you heard some of those questions I was asking him. But it was question because I really wanted him to teach me. I understood very early that he was my teacher. And then I started to read about Jesus himself when he came, when he was baptized, when he was, uh, came up from the water, and he saw an open heaven, and he saw the Holy Spirit came upon him. And I saw how Jesus was led by the Spirit, driven by the Spirit, and how Jesus was living his life full of the Spirit. And I was thinking, if Jesus did this, I want you, Holy Spirit, to lead me. To, to, so I take me to things, open my eyes, let me see what you see, let me hear what you hear. Because I knew one thing, that the Holy Spirit was walking around and he was serving Christ. And everything he did was to, to uh, point to Jesus Christ. Amen? Yeah. And uh, if I can just read from um, uh, John 5, you have heard this many times, 20 uh, John 5, verse 20 to 17 to 20. 
And Jesus gave him this answer, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. So my question is, what do you see in your life, right where you are right now? In the family, in, in the situation at work, uh, in the neighborhood, uh, what, what do you see? Are, are you talking to the Holy Spirit? Are, are, are you walking around, like I did this morning, and I was walking around, and I said, Holy Spirit, can you just, what do you want me to see? And suddenly I saw the church today, this morning meeting, and I saw that the sick were just standing up, and I saw people around in the church was surrounding them and laying hands on them, and there was healing going on in the body. So we have to do that today. Because I saw something in the spirit. Because it starts there. It starts with him. And he can speak to us. And why am I saying this is because of this you find in Colossians 3. Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sight on the realities of heaven. And it is the Holy Spirit who brings heaven down to earth, but he will do it through you and me. So what do you see in heaven that we can bring down to earth? Where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Somebody read it this morning, didn't they? Was it you? Or something similar. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. But the Holy Spirit will open heaven. He will speak to us all the time. He will enable us to see what is going on in heaven. Because as we heard, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are sent like Jesus was sent, with a mission, with a purpose, to change this world for Jesus Christ. And to see that people can receive him, as we have seen every day since Monday this week. And that's the fruit of, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And in Revelation 1, uh, chapter 4, it says, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first speaking to me, like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what's happening now and in the future. And then at once I was in the Spirit, and I saw. So what do you see? What do you see about yourself and what God has called you to do? What, what do you see about uh, uh, the, the home group you are part of or, or your neighborhood? Or, what do you see? Because if we don't have a revelation, the Bible says we will, we will, go, or how do you, say, you will get lost. Yeah, perish. Perish, yeah. We need a fresh revelation. You cannot live... From, on a known revelation, you, you cannot survive today because, because of what you was eating last week. What do you see? Do you just see the challenging things or, or troubles or, 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 or do you see what he can see from his point of view, which is heaven? What do you see about yourself? Sometimes I can be in situations and I find it so hard, so difficult. But I know, God, Holy Spirit, can you help me now? Because what I see, it's, it's not helping me. 
What can I see? Help me. And when you talk to him, suddenly he lifts you up. And you start to see something that is bigger than yourself. And you just find you get stronger on the inside and on the outside. And when pressure comes, there was more pressure from the inside. Because you have seen something. The Holy Spirit is with you. You understand because it's only the Holy Spirit who can open our eyes so we can see and understand this book. And maybe you think this is very spiritual, what I'm saying, but I'm just talking about your life and who you are and what we are, going to, what we are called to do. Because we are called to live Jesus. Yes. Amen? Yes. And, and what I find also is that the Holy Spirit, when you have this fellowship with Him, when, you are, when, you, when we worship Him, when we, when we are talking to Him, when we, because He is our teacher, He is the, he is the person... Um, in God, that God has given us so that he will guide you and guide me and you. He will tell us what to do. He will give us some of the strategies. So what I'm talking about is a heavenly strategy for your life and for the church. Of course, it's practical work. Jesus was walking around. He was tired. He was dirty. He could sleep. He had to eat. He had fellowship. But he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. And because of he, that he lived his life led by the Spirit, that he lived his life under an open heaven, because of him, that's why we are here. That's why you have life and life in abundance, eternal life. But he was walking hard, but he was led and he was full of the Spirit. So that he's saying, look at me and live the same life. Difference was, he was without sin so that he could take your sin and my sin. But his earthly life, he was living in and by the Holy Spirit. And that relationship needs a communication so that you can not only talk to the Holy Spirit, but he will speak back to you. That's the way I have got to know my, my wife. Been married for 32 years. And we, have shared, we share all the things together. But just in the conversation, we talk together. We share hearts together. I listen to her. She listens to me. And that's why how I get to know her better and better. And even though I am here and she is in Norway, I know what she like. Me. <laughs> I know her. And she doesn't need to tell me all the time because I have spent so much time with her listening and sharing hearts and working together through different things in life. And that's the same with the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes the enemy, he is working in your mind and in your feelings and in my feelings, yes, yes. but he cannot touch your spirit. That's, right. yeah. that's why when you are born again, the Holy Spirit is moving on the inside. Jesus is still in heaven. It is the Holy Spirit who is in you. Because it's only in the Holy Spirit we can live Jesus' life. It's only in the Holy Spirit we can heal the sick, that we can set people free, that we can do miracles, that we can see signs and wonders. It's only in the Holy Spirit that we can love each other like Christ did. It's a supernatural love. Hmm? Take the Holy Spirit away and we are just... Human beings they are practicing religion. But it is the Holy Spirit in us and through us. And he, he helps me to think like Jesus thinks. 
It's the, we'll, he will, he will, um, the world will come to us in a way that we will have the mind of Christ. You start to, you will, you start to know better and better, and, and, you, and you will think like Jesus thinking. Bad English, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Amen? And you will, you will act like him. Because you have been with him. You have been sitting there and you have heard his heart and you share your heart. And when you go in here, you are not just reading a book. You are going and you will meet Jesus Christ on every page in this book. And you certainly realize you can be reading in the Old Testament but something happened. But it comes fresh to you because the Holy Spirit makes it alive for you. And you read about yourself. And the feelings where the enemy is, is operating tells you all the time, oh, well, I, I, don't have, I don't feel I have the power. And I can understand that. But you have the Holy Spirit, the same power who raised Jesus from the dead. I, I don't feel you love me. Look at the cross. But the Pope, Romans 5 says that God poured out the love, his love in our heart by the Holy Spirit. So when you live with the Spirit, when you, when you are, have this communication, when you have this fellowship, when you're speaking in tongues, when you're worshiping God, you will know, you will understand in your heart more than in your head what God has gone for you. And certainly you will realize that you pray a lot of prayers that God never will answer because he had already answered them. God, I pray, give me more power. And God said, you have all the power you need because I've given you the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, God, I, I don't know how to worship. You do because you have the Spirit of God so you can worship in truth and in and, and Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me. And He will help you. Yeah. And you look at yourself and your confidence is so bad and you compare with others and you, and you feel bad sometimes and you try and you try. And, and, and you say, God, please help me. And God is saying, I have helped you. You have given you my own spirit. And he is the one who helps me. So when I can look at myself, I will see myself through the cross. And I see the empty cross. I see Jesus risen. And I can see that I have the same power, the same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus Christ. When he healed the sick, when he walked on water, when he did the miracles, when he was serving. And even the power who took me to the cross so that he could die for you and me. And then the same power raised him from the dead. And that's the spirit that lives in you. Don't tell me you can't do it. Sorry if I'm getting, but I just feel a burden of Christ for you. Because God has been, I have seen something for this church. I have seen something, what God will do with this church. And it's just so much bigger than you can believe. It's so just, it will reach so much further. We are talking about planting churches in different parts. But God will give you nations. Don't limit him in the way you think. And don't limit yourself. Don't close in your thinking what God has opened over you. Because we are a kingdom people and we have the power of the kingdom living inside of us with the Holy Spirit. There are so many people waiting for us. If we only knew what we have and, and what God has given to us, if you only knew who is living inside of you, let him have space. God is looking for empty people so that he can have a lot of space so that the Holy Spirit can fill all the room in the building like he did on the day of Pentecost. No private rooms. No private rooms. 
My body is a temple. It doesn't belong to me. It's a temple for the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, all my rooms, I will not have any private rooms. Fill every room with your resurrection power. Because it's not about inspiration. Oh, it was a good meeting. Oh, I was inspired. It's not about inspiration. It's about transformation. Because every day the Holy Spirit would make us more like Christ. And that happens when you eat. When you eat this word. And when you drink of the Spirit. And eat the word is very practical. You open it up. And you say, Holy Spirit. I know you wrote this book. This is, this is the word of God. Help me. How can I live this? How can I do what, what the word is saying? And then I will meditate on the word. Then I will ask the Holy Spirit. Because the word of Christ is fantastic. And we can live it. If you cannot live the revelation you have, it's not the revelation. Every revelation given to you, you can live. I don't know who I can love people. No, but you can help them. Practically. You can do things. Remember, the enemy is operating in your feelings. And feelings can be good, but you can never trust them. But you can always follow. You can always be obedient. Miracle, healing, freedom, love, all those things comes from a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You heard about the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, kindness, you know, so many fruits. But what we're reading about is just the life of Jesus. He had all this fruit in his life. Do you know? Do you know the Holy Spirit? More than just the manifestations. It's more fantastic to see the gifts. Fantastic. But that's just a little, little part of the Holy Spirit. But he is God in you. If I can say it like this, you have never heard Jesus' voice. You have heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, that is Jesus. Because we believe that God is three. God, Son, and the Father. That means you are never alone. You're always at least four. That's good. Amen? But God wants us to work according to a heavenly strategy. God is working. God is very real. God is working in, 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 in this area and is working in your life and is working around you. And for me, that is something that I always pray, Holy Spirit, can you please open my eyes so I can see what you want me to do? And Jesus, one of his keys, he was, when, when, when the disciples, uh, they understood that Jesus, when he prayed, that prayer was uh, such a, a really important part of his life. Or prayer is just, prayer is fellowship. It's communication. No relationship is stronger than a communication. If you never speak to your wife and never speak to your husband, okay, trouble. Communication is one of the biggest problems because you don't share things together. We don't listen. Amen? 
John 14, but the counsel of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have told you. John 60, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he can hear and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known for you. You are a kingdom person. We can know, we can see the kingdom because that's your nationality, the kingdom of God. And there are so many things God wants to do. And I know God is bigger than us, but he has chosen to work through us. And my prayer is, and I'm still praying, Holy Spirit, help me so that I can, so I can see you in so many different ways. So that I can get to learn you in what it means to, in all your gifts. That I, can, uh, that I can learn you better in, in, in the word, in worship, in my communication, in, in my prayer life. And you know what? He do that all the time. And, and for, for me then, it's, God is just broadening my way of thinking. When I meet situations and you meet a big mountain, you don't stop. You can go, sometimes I have to go around it, but sometimes he lifts me up. And then he's just changing my point of view. And it's a huge difference if you're standing at the foot of the mountain or on the top of the mountain. If you're standing at the foot of the mountain, it's impossible. It's, it's impossible. But when you are standing up the top of the mountain, you can take the world. Because everything becomes very small. And that's your point of view. The mountain, the presence of God. We are seated with him in, in the heavenlies. Proverbs 3. Five to six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't trust your own understanding. In all your ways, think of him. And he will guide you all of your ways. How? The Holy Spirit. Today. When you read the word, it's always a word, today word. Psalm 32, 8. I will teach you and I will instruct you the way you should go. When you read the word, you have to think, what does that mean? It means this, listen to this, this is for you today. God will teach you and he will instruct you the way you should go. It can't be better than that. That's the will of God. He will do it, not maybe. He will do it. If you are confused, if you don't know, God has given you a promise. He will teach and instruct you the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you today. How? With his spirit. That lives in you if you are born again. Oh, there is a way for us today. There is a way for us today that will take us to people. That will, that will lead you into situations where you just know God, Holy Spirit. If you don't do anything, no, everything will collapse. Hallelujah. You have to live your life like this. If the Holy Spirit just uh, withdraw you, you will just collapse. 
Because everything we build is owed from a heavenly strategy, not just owed from a human way of thinking. Of course we shall uh, plan, and of course we can, we can uh, admin things and using our, our skills. But remember, our identity is Christ. It's the reality of heaven, not the realities of earth. We belong to a supernatural kingdom that we, we belong to somebody that, that we cannot see with our physical eyes. But please, you have to understand, you have to think, what does it mean that I am a Christian? What does it mean that I belong to Christ? Why is it that we can believe that, that people will be healed today? And people will be healed today. There is a lady in this room named Ruth. And God will just do something in your life that will just bring such a release and blessing to you. And we will pray for you today. And you can come and pray for me afterwards. Your name is Ruth. What's happening? It's the Holy Spirit. Jesus was walking and he saw a man sitting in a tree and he said, Zacchaeus, the Holy Spirit. Do you know him? Do you talk to him? Do you have fellowship with him? In the word, in the fellowship. No, no, no you find it hard. No, no you feel that you are, your feelings is like you're so heavy. You can always speak in tongues. And when you speak in tongues, you will know him better and better. And then you will know yourself better and better. And then you will know the mind of Christ better and better. And then you will you know your brothers and sisters better and better. Are you following me? Isaiah 30, 20, 21. Although the Lord gives you the bread of uh, adversity and the water of uh, affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes you will see, whenever you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk on it. It's the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. He loves you. I'm getting excited. I've even been all over the world. I've been in so many situations. And I was desperate because I didn't know what to do. And then, Holy Spirit, this is not you. I'm here to serve you. I'm not here to serve myself. Father, I've given my life to you. I'm not perfect. You know that, but you still love me. Remember when Jesus came and he said, come and follow me. He came to them and he said, follow me. And right now, he is coming to you and said, come follow me. But I have, no, you don't need to have, you don't need to do anything. You just need to follow me. Yeah, but I'm lacking this and I can't do this. It's him coming to you and said, come follow me. It's always a new start in Christ. Always. There were so many beginnings in the grace of God. I, he had given me maybe more than you because I have been, you know, well, I've got so many new beginnings. And remember, that's why he had given you 24 hours. If you mess it up, you will get new 24 hours. Can't be better than that, can it? But what is your ears hear? What do you hear with your ear or with your heart? What do you hear about yourself? Some of you struggle. You don't know that God loves you. You find it hard to believe. Holy Spirit, 
can you help me so that I can have a revelation in from your word that Jesus is saying that he loves me? Because I, my feelings is telling me, and I have this, maybe I've told myself, or maybe some of you have heard somebody else telling you that they don't love you. But he does. And when you find the promises in the Bible, the Holy Spirit will help you. Remember, it is a reason that they are there. Jesus never lies. The enemy lies. And circumstances can lie. But when you know him, and when he can fill you, he will fill you with the word. Because Jesus was led and driven by the Holy Spirit. But when he was out in the desert, when the Holy Spirit had led him, and the enemy came to accuse him, what did he do? He was so full of the word. And that the Holy Spirit and the word together, and he took off from the well inside of him because he was the living word, and he lives in you and in me. So when you read the word of Christ, there will be a confirmation inside of you when you are living full of the Holy Spirit. And you will just know when God said, be light, and the Spirit took the word, and light came. The same spirit who was there in the beginning when it was dark, when there was nothing happening, just empty. The spirit of God was there. I know the word is coming. And suddenly light came. That spirit lives in you. And when you bring the word of Christ, the word in your mouth is as powerful as it was in, in Jesus' mouth. Jesus said this. I'm not just praying for them, or the Christians, but I'm praying for all those who will receive me because of the words we, you, are saying. So please, your nationality is heaven, and we have the kingdom in us. And we was born into the kingdom, and we were sent out with the kingdom. And this is the battle, Volker. This is the battle for us. Because we are dealing so much with, you know, ourselves, problems. There can be so many things. But you have to understand who you are and what you have. And we need to help each other. We need to encourage each other. We need not just to, 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 to do good things, but we need to use the word. And we need to tell each other who we are. What does it mean that the Holy Spirit is in you? I just need to. <laughs> so, um, guys, there has been quite a journey for you. And I just was looking at you when we was worshiping. And Christ said that... Um, he had been very close to you and that you will come to a place now where God really wants to you and him to have some place where he will share his heart with you in a unique way because uh, there are so many people in you especially a woman who has been suffering and, uh, and who is you know that God wants to uh, you will bring you will be a person that will bring healing to so many especially women or young girls and God is saying um, and you know this this is a confirmation for you but God will take you to a place and just spend some time. Just go if you find your place. 
you know, you're like with him. But God will speak to you and he will give you some new keys. And, and, and from now, you will see that physically more and more and more and more and more. Amen? So, um, yeah. Good. Fantastic. Was that the confirmation for you? Yeah. So that's just an open heaven, folks. Just means that the man can do more than one thing in the same time. He can share the word and he can hear from the Holy Spirit. This is supernatural. So who is leading us? Is it your mind or your feelings or the Spirit of God in you? And the good thing is, when you are living full of the Holy Spirit, uh, it's so much easier to be led. And it, you will find in, in a church, it will be moving much faster. Because it's not going through all those filters, feelings or your mind or whatever, but it's just in your spirit. Because the spirit is filling you more and more. And as I said earlier, the pin code, if you like, to a spirit-filled life is six letters. T-H-A-N-K-S. Thanks. Ephesians 5. When you worship God, when you're using your free will to give Him thanks, sometimes you don't feel for doing it. No, but you can always do it. I don't feel for, for this and that, but I can always obey Him. All the time I can obey him. Why? Because I know I have the Holy Spirit. He is not, he will always be in me. He's never just in me and then he's not in me. So sometimes I'm a bit scared that somebody said, oh, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. It's okay, I understand, but where, where was he then? <laughs> but I understand, of course, what we mean. We just want his presence. And, and we will pray for each other afterwards. And we will, he will come with that presence, but he's still in you. Even when you do something stupid. Listen, it's really important that you separate the who from the do. God always loves you, even if you do stupid things. It doesn't want us to do, do stupid things, but if that happens, remember, he loves you. Thank you, Father. And he will not be hidden no more. You will see him. And that is my prayer. This is my, that's my prayer for you. That we will all see him. You, you know you have a big eye here. So for me, when God leads me sometimes, it's not that I can see things physically with my eyes, but I can see them in my heart. Well, follow your heart. And your heart, the Bible says, you have to guard your heart because life flows from your heart. If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and that he took all your sin and that he died on the cross, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, that he is Lord, you will be saved. Not believing in your head. Mm -hmm. So don't garden your heart. means you have to drink, you have to be um, in the Holy Spirit so you can be a fresh well from the inside. Just flow to people. Amen? 
Colossians 1.27, To them God's chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, hope of glory. How can he, how is he in you? With the Holy Spirit. I was, when I was on a plane over to Birmingham, I, they, they saw this, uh, you know, every time before you're taking off, they are going through all these uh, instructions. And then she said, put on your mask before you can help others. And that means it's fresh oxygen you're breathing in. What are you breathing in so that you can help others? God, when he created and he formed a body of clay and dust, and then he was breathing his life into that, and he became a living being. Jesus, in John 20, 21, after he was risen from the dead, he was breathing the Spirit of God into the disciples, and they were born again. On the day of Pentecost, it was like a sound of a roaring wind filled the house. It's the Holy Spirit. And I'm just speaking on behalf of all the people in this area that is crying out. There must be something more. There must be something more. I don't have any hope anymore. Just problem after problem after problem. There must be something more. Or people, when they are alone, will just say, God, if you are there, if you exist, if you are real, God, help me. I can't take it anymore. Christ in you. Holy Spirit in you will enable us to hear, will enable us to love yourself and others. Can I ask you this? Do you love yourself? Do you like yourself? Because Jesus is saying that we should love our neighbor as we love ourselves. But if you don't love yourself, you have a problem. The Holy Spirit will help you. Because then he will show you the who. The person God has made you to. And you will start to like that person. I like myself. Even though I can do stupid things. But I've learned one thing. To separate the who from the do. And when I like myself, other people will start to like me. And then I will start to love people also. Something is happening in Stony Stanton, Harborough, Tamworth, the whole area, something is happening. Jesus said that the harvest is white. And he said that so clear because he knew. Because if it was obvious, he wouldn't have said it. But because he, he, he knew one thing. He said he knew that for us sometimes it can be the, the opposite. And this is my prayer for myself and for everybody here today. You know, there was, um, there was the prophet and his servant. They were surrounded by the army. Uh, the enemy's army. And, and the servant, the young boy, he was really afraid. So he went to the prophet and he said, uh, 
Hey, they are so many. He was really afraid. But then the prophet said this. He said, don't be afraid. There is more with us than with them. And the servants look at the prophet. He will say, one, two. But then the prophet said, Lord, open the boy's eyes so that he can see. And in that moment, he saw the whole mountain was surrounded by the army of the Lord. What do you see? Jesus to the disciples. When this woman he had met at the well and she had been trans- transformed, she got the living water on the inside and he was now running away to share Jesus with all the people home in the village. And she said, come and meet the man who told me everything I had. He shouldn't be Messiah. So she is leading all the village, the whole village to Jesus. And the disciple is coming back. They don't see uh, that what Jesus saw. They were just led by a natural need. But then Jesus said, don't you say in about four months, but I'm telling you, uh, then harvest, but I'm telling you, open your eyes and look what's right front of you. And that will be my prayer. Thanks for joining us today. There's so much going on at Living Rock Church and we'd love for you to be involved. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching. Visit www.livingrock.church or search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We meet every Sunday at 10.30am in Stony Stanton and 4pm in Tamworth and Market Harbour. Feel free to come and visit us. We'd love to meet you. Thank you.